Hello, folks, and welcome to the weekly podcast of Independent Methodist Church in Macon, Mississippi. We hope that this message will bless your heart, draw you closer to Jesus Christ, and help you in your daily walk as you seek to serve our Lord. You want to take your Bibles this morning and turn to the book of Second Peter. Toward the back of the Bible, Second Peter will be in verse chapter one there in just a minute. Second Peter. title of the message this morning is Precious Things. Precious Things. What makes something precious to you or to us? What makes something precious? What qualities does something have to have for it to be considered precious? I think it would be wise to look at the definition first of precious. Webster defines precious this way. In speaking of an object or a substance or a resource, it says of great value. Not to be wasted or treated carelessly. Some synonyms for the word precious, valuable, costly, expensive, high-priced, dear, invaluable, or priceless. Now, when we think of precious metals, what usually comes to mind first? Diamonds and rubies. (laughs) Well, precious metals, we think of gold. Yeah, gold and silver. Usually, it's the first things that come to mind. We think of precious stones, diamonds and rubies. Maybe precious works of art. We think of those one-of-a-kind paintings by Van Gogh, Monet, and Rembrandt, those that hang in museums. You may disagree with me on this. Some babies are cute. And some are, well, they're just precious. (laughs) You may disagree with me on that. There's a a show that used to be on TV called Seinfeld, and uh, we we liked that show. We watched it quite a bit. But there was a particular show where this couple had a baby, and the the baby was just precious. That's all you could say. They just said, you got to see the baby. you got to see the baby. And Seinfeld and his friends go and they said he was breathtaking. (laughs) He was precious. We sing that song, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Children are precious in God's sight. And let me tell you something, when you and I come by faith, to him through Jesus. We become his children. We're precious in his sight. First John 3 and verse 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Another passage, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
We're precious. We're His handiwork. And then a third scripture, Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In His love He will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I don't know how that makes you feel, but it makes me warm on the inside to, to know that God is rejoicing over us when we become His children and He's singing about us. It makes me feel warm on the inside to think about that. We're precious in His sight. This morning, we're going to be reading a passage from 2 Peter chapter 1. We're going to discover some things, some precious things that Peter writes about here. And we're going to apply some lessons from this passage to our lives. So let's look there. 2 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 1. God's Word says this, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, speak through this passage to our hearts this morning, Lord. Help us to glean from it the truths that you would have us to know. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're looking at precious things this morning. And the first thing I would have is to see that Peter mentions is precious faith. Precious faith. Look there in verse 1. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. This same faith that Simon Peter had is the same faith that you and I can have. It's precious. Now Simon Peter, when we think about him, we think about his name. His name was Simon. That's, the, that's the, the name that his parents gave him, which means unstable, shaky. But then when he had the encounter with our Lord, God gave him a new name. He gave him the name of Peter, meaning rock, meaning stable, unshakable, unmovable. Matthew 16 is where we have that account of where he gave 
Simon, the name Peter. Jesus asked you disciples, you remember in that passage, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you're Peter. And on this rock, I'll build my church. He gave him the name Peter, meaning rock. Stability, stable. But Peter didn't always live up to that God-given name. Or he was quick to speak up first and be bold about things. But what happened when it really got tough? When Jesus was arrested? Peter denied him three times. He was shaky. He reverted back to his fleshly ways. He didn't live up to that God-given name. But just a few weeks and months later, that same Peter was strengthened by the Lord's Spirit. And he became, he lived up to that God-given name. And it's that same man who denied Christ three times. Then Acts 2 and verse 36 stood up in the middle of preaching on the day of Pentecost and said, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And then the Scripture says they were all cut to the heart. This is the same guy. Peter had that precious faith, and it's that same precious faith that you and I can have, but it's a gift. It's a gift. Look there again in verse 1. It says, to those through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus who have received a faith. It's a gift. It's received. King James Version renders it this way. It says, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Obtained, not attained. It's obtained. It's a gift. We can't do anything to earn it. It's a reward for the righteous it's not a reward for the righteous. It's a gift for the guilty. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 says this, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not by works so that anyone can boast. It's a precious faith. Faith is costly. Why? Because it cost Jesus His life. That's why it's so precious. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11 says this, But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Let me ask you a question. When God looks at your life, when He looks at my life, what does He see? What does He see? Do we live up to those words in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11? Washed, sanctified, justified? Is that what God sees? If we're in Him, that's what He sees. There's this precious faith, but the second thing I'd have is to see, Peter speaks of precious promises. Precious promises. Are all promises precious to you? Usually not. Because we make promises to people. People make promises to us and we don't necessarily keep them. 
We were talking about that. That came up in Sunday school. Somebody tells you they're going to do something and they don't do it. But what makes God's promises precious? He does them. He follows through. We can rely on them to come true. Look there at verse 3 and 4. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Now what's He saying here? When you and I are saved, we come through Jesus by faith. We're instantly changed from death unto life. We have access to the divine power of God instantaneously. And we have access to these precious promises that God makes us in His Word. As soon as we become His child, we have access to those precious promises. And Peter writes through these, we can participate in the divine nature. We become more like Him. We can live as one who's been set free, not a slave to sin anymore, knowing for sure where we're going. No doubt, no shame. The promises are there for us, but we have to take advantage of them. We have to take advantage of them. So many times we let Satan cloud our minds. So many things in the world, trials and tribulations go on and we, it takes our focus off of God's promises. That's what Satan likes to do to get our minds off of God and onto ourselves. We've got to overcome that. We've got to focus back on God's precious promises. Let me give you a little illustration about taking hold of the precious promises that God has for us. Suppose someone wrote you a check for a million dollars and you knew the check was good. You knew they had money in the bank to back up the check. They wrote you a check as a promise that they're going to give you that million dollars. But you're hungry and you're cold and you don't have anywhere to live and you, you take that check and you flap it around in the wind and you never do anything with it. You never cash it. It's not going to do you any good, is it? We've got to take advantage of the promises that God has made to us. In a similar way, just say, for example, you're driving across the desert, southwest U.S., and you have a flat tire, and it's hot. And you call AAA, and they come and they fix your flat. But He does more than just fix your flat. He brings you a case of cold water and a sack full of snacks. And you pay the man and he drives off and you get back in your car and roll the windows up and you sit there. You never crank the car up. You never drive away. You never drink the water or eat the snacks. You'll die from heat exhaustion, starvation, and thirst because you didn't take advantage of what's been provided. Those precious promises of God that He provides for us, we've got to reach out and take hold of them. That's what we do. God has given us everything, Peter writes. Everything that we need. We just got to reach out and take hold. We mope around feeling sorry for ourselves. Woe is me. When God gives us everything we need, He makes these precious promises to us. Listen to these, these verses here. 
some promises out of God's Word. Psalm 68, verse 19. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Did you hear that? He daily bears our burdens. Not once in a while. Daily, He bears our burdens. That's a precious promise from God. Listen to Psalm 84 and verse 11. Psalm 84 and verse 11 says this, For the God, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk in blameless. Walk, whose walk is blameless. Isn't it good to know that God does not withhold anything good from us? He wants us to prosper. Psalmist says, no good thing does he withhold. He wants us to rely on him for strength. He wants us to lay our burdens on him. He provides us a way to conquer. Listen to this verse, 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. He provides us everything we need by His precious promises. But none of this would be possible. We wouldn't have access to those precious promises. We wouldn't have the ability to have that precious faith were it not for the precious blood of Jesus. Precious blood of Jesus. That makes it all possible. In Peter's first epistle, the book immediately to the left, in chapter 1 of 1 Peter, starting in verse 18, listen to what it says here. Peter writes this, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. The blood of Jesus is precious. Why? Because it was able to do what nothing else could do. Christ shed his blood on that cross for you and for me and he entered as our high priest in the most holy place by his precious blood, by his precious blood. Listen to Hebrews 9 and verse 11 and following. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He, he did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. And we sing that hymn, the words of that hymn, the cross, that blood-stained cross, the hallowed cross I see, reminding me of precious blood that once was shed for me, that blood my ransom paid while I in bondage stood. On Jesus all my sins were laid. 
He saved me with His blood. Oh, the blood, the precious blood that Jesus shed for me upon the cross in crimson flood. Just now, by faith, I see. Jesus said, shed His precious blood for us so that we can come to Him, as Peter wrote, with like precious faith and have access to those precious promises of God. But we must reach out to Jesus. We've got to reach out to Him. We've got to confess our sins, repent our sins, repent of them and ask Him to save us and then we pass from death into life. Maybe you've already done that this morning. But maybe the trials and concerns of life have clouded your vision and you can't see God's precious promises. Maybe you've lost sight of the goodness of our Lord. Whether you need to come to Him for the first time or whether you need to recommit your life in some way, whatever the case may be for you personally, would your prayer be this morning as we stand in just a moment and sing these words? Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, let me stand. I'm tired. I'm weak, I'm worn. Through the storm, through the night, Lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me home. Will you make that your prayer this morning? Let's pray together. Father, we're grateful that you will take us by the hand, Lord, if we reach out to you by faith. So many times we let the trials and tribulations of this world, Lord, they, they cloud, our, cloud our vision, cloud our judgment, and we take our eyes off of the focus of You, Lord. We, we forget about Your precious promises and our faith falters, Lord. But the precious blood of Jesus, Lord, gives us access to all that. Help us to ever be mindful of that in our life. Lord, forgive us of our many sins as we lay them at Your feet. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.